Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have fun and meaningful conversations with all kinds of tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If you've been listening for a while and like the show, please take a quick moment to leave a five-star rating and review from whatever podcast app or site you're using, and make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. So if you're looking for insights on how to promote events or how to get new people into your Tango community, this episode is for you. My guest today is originally from Greece, but is now located in Portugal. An online marketing expert, he's the former CEO of the Open Circles Academy, the fastest growing business training company in the Netherlands. In terms of Tango, he's been extremely busy over the last few years. He wrote the book, Tango Tips by the Maestros, which became the number one Amazon bestseller in the dance category. And today's guest also published the book, Tangofulness, which is now the most translated tango book in the world. And more recently, he's one of the masterminds behind the Tango Partner app, which has over 100,000 downloads and counting. And with me now is Dimitris Bernofsky. Demetrius, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's uh, great to be talking to you. It's awesome to be here, man. Awesome to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm so happy you reached out to me. I was just about to look for someone new to interview and then I opened up my Facebook and there you were. So that worked out really nicely. So, <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot about your current projects over the last few years that I definitely want to get to. But first, uh, just to get to know you a little better, Demetrius, you have a background in like a lot of marketing. You were the CEO of, the, uh, of a company out in the Netherlands, really fast growing company there. So how did you fall in love with Argentine Tango? Well, that was... Uh... I think I was 22 or 23 years old and I was with, uh, I mean, we were were with four friends, Mm -hmm. four guys, and we're just, you know, we're in the first years of the university and everything and wanted to explore things. So we started doing uh, martial arts together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started, you know, trying with Latin dances and everything. And then one of my friends, he was like, dude, you know, come to the next uh, room. There's this guy, he's teaching tango. It's very different, you know? <laughs> and uh, we go into the into the tango class and it was this guy who was, I mean, he basically put us for the first 20 minutes to just, you know, walk and do pivots, walk and do pivots. And it was, mm. it was, it felt really nice. You know, it mm. felt like, okay, we're getting to understand something a little bit deeper than, you know, a choreography, something, you know, uh, it was very different with any other like classes we took before. Mm-hmm. And we started at that time. I, I also broke up, you know, with my high school uh, love and everything. Uh, like it was, uh, we were together for uh, four or five years. So, you know, the emotion came together. And I think I found in Tango uh, an outlet uh, mm-hmm. to express that emotion, to express, you know, being sad and then uh, after a while being happy again. And it was, <laughs> it, was it, it, it was again, it was. As you said in the beginning, it was it was a good timing. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so you you not only fell in love with the dance, you went further to really explore and to really contribute to uh, your community into the dance. You become a best-selling author and creator of the well-known uh, Tango Partner app. I just downloaded it, so that looks really uh, looks really fun. Um, so. As you were getting into Tango, what what motivated you to start taking on these other Tango-related projects? Well, it was, um, 
it was a period when I was working for the biggest marketing training company in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And then we were basically training entrepreneurs in order to understand how they can do their own marketing, how they can go through, grow their own business. And I mean, man, it, it was a very stressful job. It was, mm-hmm. it was going very well, but it was so stressful. After a while, I started having, you know, all these kind of health problems, all these kind of things that tell you, you know, stop, you know, you, you're going to the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So I just asked myself, like, what would make you happy? So I stopped everything. I, I put like, a, I, had like, I remember a huge piece of paper and I started writing, you know, all the things that I like, all the things that I like, all the things. And I mean, tango was almost everywhere. <laughs> I was like, okay, what can I do? I mean, I knew my skills were in, in marketing and my passion was in tango. So I said, okay, let's put those things together and see what we can change. And uh, at that period, I was, I was feeling quite frustrated because I was seeing a lot of people coming to Tango. And then after you know, less than one year, they were going away. And they were going away frustrated without having found you know, the beauty that I was seeing in Tango, they weren't able to see, they were leaving. And I started asking myself, you know, how can we bring more people to Tango and how can we keep more people in Tango? And this is where everything started. This is where I thought, okay, let's start creating different projects that will either help people understand Tango understand their tango, okay? Enjoy their tango more. And let's figure out if we can create something that can start bringing more people to tango. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, always the the challenge that we see of people coming in and then leaving. And then, you, but when people do get into it, there is, you know, you see that look on their face and they feel that same, you know, whatever it is that awakens inside of them. It's like, this is this is it, this is the thing. Yeah, the, the, there is there is one moment where you're like when you know you're hooked, right? Yeah. Uh, and if, if we create good enough conditions for people to get to this moment, after mm-hmm. that we don't need to do anything else. Right. <laughs> uh, the problem is that a lot of people they don't get you know they don't get to that moment. The moment you get to the moment that you're like, okay, I'm hooked. That's my tango. Then I mean, it's a whole new journey that starts. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about your, your book, kind of jump right into that, the Tango Tips for Maestro. So you, you track down over 40 people, different, you know, teachers, maestros, the judges from the Mundial, from the Mundial competition, um, and you kind of pick their brains and, and put things together. Um, so did you originally set out to create a book or how did this idea uh, for, uh, happen? Well, it started uh, basically with, with the following idea that a lot of people, they come to Tango and for some reason, they don't find the right teachers for them. You know, the teachers might be very good, but just the fit is not right, right? Mm-hmm. So after maybe half a year, one year frustration, they go away and they think, okay, Tango is not for me. So I start thinking, well, what if we can create something that can expose to, you know, as many people as possible to as many different perspectives as possible? All right, so they can they can read this book, for example, and then they will be like, okay, out of the forty people that are, you know, I read their chapters, I like two, you know. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, you know, there is like there are some people that have a perspective that I like, that I enjoy, that makes me excited about tango. All right, and this is how the idea started. Actually, it started a lot simpler than that. I was like, okay, I will find twenty people to create the book. Each person have a chapter, and we're going to put it in there, and we're going to you know create a collection, and 
I started getting into it and I started having interviews with all those people, asking them questions, trying to understand, you know, how is chapter, I mean, what will be the focus of each chapter? And I got so, so excited with the whole process, so focused that I stopped counting. <laughs> so one day I was like, how many people do we have? Did we reach, you know, 20 people? And it was the day I realized we had 40. Uh, okay. So it actually, <laughs> the book originally was supposed to be like 100, 120 pages, something like that. It ended up like more than 250 pages. Nice. Wow. Wow. So as you were, uh, not, not to give too much away about the book, because I do want people to, uh, to buy it. I'll have a link in the description um, for it. Uh, was there anything that, um, that surprised you when you, were, when you were interviewing these people? It's, it's amazing how many times we, we feel that two people, they are they're telling us the exact opposite things. And we keep like we're having a lot of classes. I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an organizer. So I'm a student of Tango myself. So mm -hmm. I go to a lot of classes. And sometimes I feel like this teacher is saying one thing. This teacher is saying the exact opposite. And for me, what, what was amazing with the book, it was that I could, I could basically tell to, to the other teacher, you know what, this guy told me this. How can those be correct at the same time? Mm -hmm. And suddenly I realized that there are so many things that in my mind were contradictions that actually was, was a process to better understanding tango because mm -hmm. the one worked in one scenario, the other one worked in another scenario. Uh, the one worked very well if you had a certain system, the other one worked very well in another system. And for me, that was the most, the most interesting part, the most interesting discovery during this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I find that as a student myself, I'm, I do teach, but I'm still learning. And uh, it's just how important it is to have that flexibility in, in your mind when you learn, because like you said, I've had teachers who apparently seem to contradict another teacher, but like you said, they just had a different way of explaining things. I'm like, okay. And you can kind of go along with it. If it works for you, great. But if it doesn't, doesn't mean it's wrong. So you know, really, exactly. really be open. Yeah, because I used to be like, this is the way, but no, it's <laughs> actually, um, you know, it's, it's actually not quite, quite like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, I would say something, it's like, you know, some teachers, they tell you, you know, you need to lead with a chest, right? And mm -hmm. some other people, you, you know, you can lead with a hand, you know, and it's very easy for, for a student, especially when we don't know many things to, say okay it's the one or the other right? right you have either just chest or just through through the discussion what i realized you know you have a whole range maybe it's like 95 percent chest five percent hand for you right maybe mm -hmm. for another person it's 30 percent and 70 percent and i start seeing all those things that in the past i was seeing them you know as black and white suddenly for me they became a range and i was like okay i need to find where I am, you know, in that range, um, maybe my best point of operation, you know, for my tango, maybe it's 75%. Mm -hmm. And then the moment you realize that you have a wonderful journey again that you're going over because you, you try to discover what is your point of, you know, the most efficient point for you, mm -hmm. uh, which, which, which is a beautiful journey. Yeah. 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 But and so kind of along those, those lines of, of, you know, after you speak to so many people, you now was there also uh, perhaps a theme or a um, or some sort of a piece of knowledge that they all like that was that they all had in common? Was there maybe a perhaps a common lesson that they all had, or was it all something a little bit different? If there was, I didn't find it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If there was one, I didn't find it. 
there's still time for me to discover it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe one of the readers can find it for me and help me. You know, underneath we're all humans, right? Mm. And under, like, if you think a little bit about your tango, what's most important is the reason why you dance tango, right? Mm -hmm. And if you understand your why, then all those things, all these different advices, they start making more sense to you. Mm -hmm. And for me, if there was an underlying concept for most of the teachers in the book, it would be that, you know, you're a human being, you're different than everybody else. You have a journey in front of you. We do not have all the answers as teachers, mm -hmm. but that's the beauty of it, that we have to work together to help you find your answers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, understanding your, your why, that's, that's big, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you also spoke to a number of judges, you know, the people who, who judge the, the competitions. Now, uh, that's, that's pretty fascinating. Did they offer any insights that were, that were interesting to you? What I loved about people who had like a lot more experience than the other uh, mm -hmm. authors was that uh, they taught a lot more with stories. Okay. You know, they were, they, I think the main difference between them and like more uh, less experienced teachers was that they could take something that was already familiar to you, something mm -hmm. that you already, you were, you know, it was part of your life and they were bringing that to your tango. Mm -hmm. Teachers with less experience, they're not so good in, in doing that, in, in taking you from a familiar place mm -hmm. into a new place, you know, and that process is, makes everything a lot easier, makes your learning process a lot easier. Because mm -hmm. you, they don't just throw you, you know, a lot of information, a lot of things that you need to discover and, you know, put them in place however you can, right? No, they start from something you know, and they say, okay, let's take this and move this into your tango. You already know uh -huh. that, so yeah. let's move it in. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, that, that would be the, the main difference that I noticed there. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, like learning through, through stories, because not everything about tango is, is really academic, you know, and I think that when people tell the stories, or like you said, they make it familiar, um, that that could be tremendously helpful, helpful as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, you also completed another book, Tanglefulness. So um, yeah. So what were your goals when when wor working on Tanglefulness? Right. So the Tanglefulness book is. Uh... At the moment, it's available in eight languages. Mm -hmm. I hope in about two months from now, it will be 12 to 13. Nice. Okay, so it's uh, it's going out there. Um, this book came with uh, not so much planning. It was more a, a personal feeling where I felt like, look, there are so many people out there that they're not experiencing the full beauty of tango. Why am I so excited? about tango, why do I feel so much joy when I'm in it? When I, why I don't, I don't feel I had a bad night, even if I didn't dance at all, mm -hmm. you know, or something that I was happy either way, you know? And I was like, is that something that just, you know, just me? It was something that it's, uh, it's, it's in my character or was something that I developed. What do I do differently, right? Mm -hmm. So I started exploring all the elements of my tango and I was trying to understand why I was thinking the way I was thinking. For example, um, I started with, with why, all right? Mm -hmm. I said, okay, why do I dance tango? Most people don't ever think about that. It, yeah. it, and if you ask them, they will give you like a, a more superficial connection uh, uh, answer or something like, you know, I like the connection, okay? Mm -hmm. Which is 
I, I, I get it, you know, connection, but what kind of connection? What is that you're looking? What is the, the part of tango that creates this feeling that you're connected with another being? You know, there's a, there's a lot more in there. So for me, I started looking into my why. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was writing this book, something happened that was, that was, that gave me the answer to the why. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to understand. I went to some milongas. I started asking other people, you know, why do you dance tango? Why do you dance tango? And, uh, you know, people gave me different answers, right? Some mm-hmm. people were like, I'm looking for connection. Some people are like, I want to empty my mind. You know, I want to not feel stressed. I want to forget. And um, then I had, a, I had one woman that she told me, you know, I am pregnant and we went to the doctor and the doctor told us that the baby is not going to survive. Oh. So there was some kind of incompatibility with, uh, I don't know if it was the blood or something like that, mm-hmm. but they knew that the baby was going to die inside here, but they didn't know when or, you know, uh, but the moment we we're dancing, they were still both okay. And you can imagine the next dance for me was, it was like, I was like, I'm dancing with a person. I have a huge responsibility at this moment. There is another person inside that yeah. might not be there in a while, you know, mm-hmm. and I ended up, you know, dancing and saying my, you know, my hello and my goodbye at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about that and I still feel my, you know, my hand, my, the, the hair goes, um, it, it always gives me goosebumps. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the moment where you realize that you are there to help other people experience something. It's, it mm-hmm. was the moment that I realized that everybody comes to tango to find something. And if we were thinking a little bit more about the other person, all right, we could find a lot more pleasure for ourselves and we could have a lot more uh, people that would be like, yes, tango, yes, that's amazing. I feel great when I go out to dance tango. And when you start thinking like that, the level of the other person doesn't matter. Uh, if mm-hmm. they are fat or thin or tall or short or old or young, it doesn't matter. You suddenly have a person in front of you mm-hmm. that is trying to find a meaningful moment uh, in their lives, right? So for me, it was that moment that I said to myself, okay, I want to dance in order to heal myself and in order to be able to heal others, okay? I, mm-hmm. That was my why, okay? Uh, it's not scientific. It's not anything like that. It's just right. a feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to dance with someone and feel that they are happier at the end. I'm happier at the end. We share the moment. And then I start going, you know, okay, I found my why. This is how I found my why. And I said, okay, what kind of meaning do I give to my embrace? What kind of meaning do I give to my poses? Uh, what kind of meaning I give to just being in a milonga. Uh, mm. So I start exploring all these topics and the book was just like, a, it just flew. You know, it, 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 when I was writing, it was feeling like I was in a state of flow, you know, just yes. it was coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, my master's degree is in engineering. So I'm a very practical person, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the book was, was basically a part philosophy, understanding mm-hmm. the concept and then making actionable understanding how you can find your meaning for the different things, how we can find more humanity in tango, how we can find more connection in tango. Mm-hmm. And, and then the book came out and it came, uh, it was first in English. And about two weeks after I published it, I received an email mm-hmm. from a woman who was, uh, basically she came into tango because everything in her life was, was, was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had broken up with her husband. Uh, the, um, her son was like sick for about two years. They were trying, you know, always in, in and out fest of, of, uh, of um, hospitals. 
uh, you know, she, she had this, she lost her job, she had this very hard life, and then she mm. found tango, mm. and she was going there, and she was dancing, and she was like, she was letting go. And uh, she read the book, and she was like, I just want to say thank you. You know, I found, I found a release while reading your book. And, and when I read that, I, 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 was, I was crying. I was reading the email and I was crying. Wow. And I was like, okay, I wrote something. It seems to resonate, mm-hmm. all right? How can I bring it to more people? And then the idea came, okay, let's make it the most translated tango book in the world. Start finding, I was looking for a translator. We put it uh, uh, translator after translator. Uh, in some cases, we had even translators from the tango community. Oh, nice. They approached me and they were like, you know what? We love the book. We want to have it in our country, in our language. I was like, mm-hmm. here it is. Take it. All yours. Let's mm-hmm. translate. Um, and that was that was a beautiful moment because it, it feels like you're not building something alone. You know, you're mm-hmm. building it together with the community, and yeah. this is always always way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that that sense of healing, um, and uh, like emptying your mind, healing. You know, I find that tango you, you can be in a really horrible place in your life, and then when you tango, may tango may might not directly solve your problems, but it does put your brain in a better mode of thinking where you have a much better chance of, of thinking up a solution instead of just stressing all the time. So yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I'm sure like those, those personal stories are just uh, amazing. Yeah. It, uh, Tango creates, creates the conditions. It doesn't give you a solution. As you said, it creates the conditions. And if you're aware of them, uh, you can find your answers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, you do forget your troubles for a little bit. Like it's not an escape, not like drugs, but it's, but it is a, a like a temporary reprieve, but then you feel more refreshed. You know, you don't have a, a depressive crash like you would from, from drugs. So yeah, Tanglefulness. And it's great that it's reaching other, other countries, hopefully more. Um, just a quick question about uh, translation that I was thinking of, because you know how some words um, they may be expressed differently. Like not all words literally translate to another language, but you can still kind of pick up a very beautiful um, meaning or way of understanding. I just out of curiosity, did you happen to um, come across that where there are certain words or ideas when translated were um, maybe a little bit different, but just as, just as beautiful or just as uh, meaningful? Well, th- this was one of the, of the first doubts I had when I started thinking about translating it because I was like, how do I know that they indeed translate the meaning that I wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it, it, was, it was very funny because I asked uh, a guy, he translated a part of the book in, in French and mm-hmm. I, searched it, I searched both on, on Facebook, you know, both the English version and the French version. Mm-hmm. And the French version, for some reason, became viral. People start sharing and sharing <laughs> and sharing it. And I approached the guy and I was like, why does your version sell better than the original? You know, why more people are sharing it? And he was like, you know what? I changed a few things. Now I think it's a lot better. And I was <laughs> like, okay, all right. I mean, it's, it's, it's like tango, you know, you, you hug and then at the end you have to let go. You hug and let go. And sometimes in tango, a lot of times we fall in the trap that we believe, you know, we are the maestros. We know how it is, you know? And we forget to let go. And sometimes when you let go, when you let other people put their own perspective there, some things become a lot better. Uh, of course, some of the translators, for example, I had a few translators that were actually tango teachers as well. So mm. they had a degree in translation, but they were tango teachers as well. Nice. So there I could 
I could do a lot of things at the same time. First, I could pay someone that needs the money right now, which was for me was very fulfilling. I prefer to give my money to somebody who is from the community than to give it to somebody who is outside of the community. Mm -hmm. uh, the second part is they already understood the tango culture. All right. So I did not need to explain to them, you know, what is a milonga and, right. you know, how they need to translate something. So they understood it. Every single translator of the book was dancing tango as well. Okay. <laughs> Um, some of them, uh, especially, uh, I mean, we have also one person, she, she was a judge in the Mundial as well. So mm -hmm. it's like we're talking about this kind of, of people who understand tango way better than me. So I have a feeling that probably the translations are better than my, than my book at the end, <laughs> which for me, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for more. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah, amazing. Like like you said, that, that letting go, that's so, that's so important. Yeah, it's amazing when you... Uh, you put something out there like this and it just blooms and that's uh, that's got to be a really great great feeling yeah definitely is. yeah okay your tango partner app Demetrius you are a busy guy books apps this is this is awesome so oh uh, how did the idea for the for the app come about all right all right right so I'm not the founder of the company okay the founder mm -hmm. is offer offer Ackerman who is a tanger for 11 years all right mm -hmm. and offer He's, he's an amazing, uh, amazing guy. He loves tango. In business, he's, he's huge. He's one of the, of the... I haven't met many business people as good as he is. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to tango, it's a, it's a passion project for him, you know? Mm -hmm. So he, was, he came with the original idea and he said, okay, let's create an app where you can simply find other people around you, other people who dance tango around you. So you travel, you go to another city, you know, I don't know, you go to New York, imagine you don't know anyone, you open the app, you can find out, you know, other social dancers that are close to you. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Um, I start to the city, which milongas you recommend, which teachers you recommend, where should I go? Um, I dance, you know, this kind of tango. What do you recommend? Uh, and it's always better to know the locals. They can help you a lot more, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we said, okay, it's a nice concept. Let's try it out. Let's put the app out there, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And that was back in, uh, in, I think it was 26th of December that we started officially the launch, okay? Nice. So mm -hmm. that was about, yeah, let's say not, not even six months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, we put the app out there. And one month and a half later, we had the first 5,000 downloads. <laughs> And we're like, okay, we are in the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Most people, they don't actually meet and dance, but for some reason, people still download it, all right? Mm -hmm. That means there's something there, okay? The app still had a lot of problems. It had bugs. It has, you know, sometimes it was crashing. We were not, we were semi-proud, you know, semi-proud <laughs> about, you know, this mm -hmm. app. We're like, but it's okay. You put it out there. You try to fail fast. You try to learn. Right. Um, so then we did something uh, exactly as I did with a book you know we hugged then we let go so we had a call with all the partners we had about 40 communication partners at that moment teachers organizers um, and we asked them okay we want to build a better app what do you want to have in the app mm -hmm. and their ideas were again way better than our ideas so again mm -hmm. we let go we said okay your ideas are way better let's do that so we, we came up with this concept that the moment you open the app with a new version of the app, it's going to come uh, in, a, in, a, in a few weeks. I mean, by the time people listen to this, maybe it's already out there. Um, people will be able to find other social dancers around. 
They will have a button, especially for professionals. So you arrive to a new city, you can find professionals who are close by. Uh, there is a button for events near you. So if you go to a new city, again, milongas, practicas, festivals, marathons, workshops, everything there. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have another button for offers. So, you know, shoes, clothes, books, mm-hmm. uh, online classes, whatever it is. And, and the idea there for us is pretty simple. We want the user, the social tango dancer, to travel. Mm-hmm. And wherever you travel, you're at the center of the tango community. Mm-hmm. Because everything that appears in the app appears based on distance. You see the the other social dancers that are close to you, Mm -hmm. you see them higher. The teachers who are close to you, you see them higher. The events Mm -hmm. that are closer to you, you see them higher. So you're basically always at the center of your personal tango map. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have a couple of other nice things that are coming in. For example, you will be able to see which teachers or which professionals, DJs, photographers are coming to your city in the next days as well. So if you want mm. to connect with traveling professionals, uh, you'll be able to connect with them before, the, before they arrive. So you can, you, know, you can schedule your private class, you can schedule whatever you want. Nice. Uh, maybe you want a photography session or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea for us is that you're, you want to create an app where mm-hmm. everybody from the very beginning, they can feel immediately connected with the whole Tango community. You know? yeah. Ima- imagine the experience of a person who doesn't know much about tango, right? Maybe they have in their mind, you know, this Antonio Banderas, uh, you know, the movies, the, the right, rose yeah, in yeah. the mouth and everything. Mm-hmm. And they are thinking, you know, tango is not for me. People like mm-hmm. me don't dance tango. I think in US, people have this perception that tango is for old people. In, in Europe, a lot of people have the perception that if you want to dance tango, you need to look like, I don't know, a Russian, a Russian tall, blonde supermodel right. or, Antonio Band- <laughs> or Antonio Banderas. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, for that reason, they don't come to tango. They feel yeah. it's not for them. But imagine like thinking, okay, I want to try tango. And then you see the app, you open the app, and suddenly, you know, you see all kinds of demographics, people from all around the world, all mm-hmm. paths of life, you know? Yeah. Suddenly you feel like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Right? And then it becomes easy. You know, you can find the teachers close to you. You can find other social dancers. You can ask questions. And this brings us back to what I told you in the beginning. Mm-hmm. There are ways to make more people stay in tango. And the app is one of those ways. It improves the experience. Yeah. 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 That That's really, I'm really glad that an app like that exists. I remember a long time ago hearing people like, oh, I wish there was a, some sort of a Tango app that someone would invent. Well, here it is. <laughs> this is it. So, so we, we can finally say goodbye to Facebook. Yes. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Demetrius, I mean, like, I remember what you said, and this was really important, how, you know, you you tell the stories, how you take an element of tango that's familiar to you and you build that into your life. And um, what I found that even with a professional background, that's not related to tango, bringing that into our tango life does have some, uh, some benefit. Like I used to work in advertising and I hated it, but I learned a lot. And as, but as an event organizer, a lot of the skills I learned in that industry helped keep me organized, keep, keep me um, on task. And that's, that's extremely important. So um, yeah, so as you know, many dancers, many organizers, they are very good at, at their art. They're creating like creating product, but they're not quite as good 
at promotion sales business side of things. Of course, that's that's just a uh, problem that a lot of us have. I have that issue. I, like I'm great at you know teaching a class, doing this, but just promoting is a is kind of a tricky thing. So um, since you've had so much experience with the marketing side of of business and the promotion, the sales, etc., um, so what's a common mistake that you've seen a lot of that a lot of organizers make when trying to to promote something and how to, how would how would they avoid that got it got it well <laughs> the first thing I, I need to agree with you it's like it's it's very hard to be good at something you don't like you know yeah. if you're a teacher you want to teach that's your thing if you're performing you want to perform that's your art you don't want to spend your whole day on canva you know making images for 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 instagram it's it's bad for everyone it's bad for you and it's bad for your students because you could spend this time improving your skills becoming a better teacher a better organizer you know you can spend this time with your customers which is uh, which would make everybody happier right mm-hmm. um, the thing is the following in tango uh, as in every kind of of, of, of of business if we think it from a business perspective mm-hmm. the there's a journey you have people who know nothing about tango then they try it and they are beginners then they are intermediates then they are advanced and then, you know, maybe they become teachers or maestros and everything else. Um, what I see very often is that people are always targeting, you know, this, this middle place, the people who are already, you know, between beginners and intermediate, and then they want to start from there. But the moment you realize that if you are together with someone from the very beginning, you have a lot more value to offer. So from a business perspective, that means more income for you, more value for the customer. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that most people, they don't know how to bring new people in Tango, mm-hmm. so, which is the most difficult part. And they just focus on bringing the people who are already in Tango, you know, and then they just try to take them to their event, you know, to their class and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but for me, I would prefer it if people were focusing more in bringing new people and in asking themselves, what kind of people do we want to bring to, to Tango? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, for a community to grow, you need, uh, you need a nice, diverse audience, right? You need young people, you need older people. Um, but for somebody to stay in Tango, you need to find this, as I told you, this moment of, you know, I'm hooked, right? Mm-hmm. And the faster you can create this moment, the more people stay. So I would wish more people would start asking themselves, okay, which are the demographics that will get faster to this hook point, all right? If you take a guy who, you know, he's doing martial arts, he already knows how to control his body, mm-hmm. all right? Which means he's going to, to learn a lot faster. Tango, he's going to go through this, you know, steep learning curve a lot faster so he can get to the point where he's hooked. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, uh, if you market, for example, as a teacher, uh, I've heard a very nice uh, partner of us told us that the most effective marketing campaign for teachers that she ever ran was Tango for Dancers. She just put this Facebook ad, Tango for Dancers. And suddenly all the people who came, it was a lot easier. They already knew a few things about music. They already knew how to move their body. So again, the learning curve was not so steep. So they get to the hook point a lot faster. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, to be more specific about the organizers, Mm-hmm. I wish more organizers were thinking of their, especially festivals and cuentos and marathons, mm-hmm. as a journey. You know, you want to create 
an experience where people will feel different at the end of the event, all right? And I wish more people were starting from that end point and then start working backwards. For example, if you say, okay, I want to organize a marathon, perfect. We have, at least before COVID, we had like hundreds of marathons all around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you start and say, okay, you know what? I want at the end of the marathon, everybody to feel like a family, all right? What do I need to get there? Right. Then you start building backwards, 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 backwards. I see. And then a lot of questions immediately arise, you know, automatically. If I want people to feel like a family at the end, what kind of people do I want to invite? Mm-hmm. All right. What would be my criteria? Would it be, you know, I just want the best of the best of the best dancers? Or would it be something different? You know, it would be what should I do before the first milonga? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something that you can do before the first milonga where people can connect with each other as human beings mm-hmm. and not as, you know, beginner, advanced, uh, intermediate or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You have uh, even like a half an hour session broken, like, I don't know, 10 groups mm-hmm. where people will search something about, you know, what tango means for them, why they dance tango, what they are looking for, what kind of, you know, why do they f- find like fulfillment in tango? Suddenly mm-hmm. you start seeing the other people you're like okay that person's coming to tango you know because they want to find a, a friend that person comes to tango because they want to forget that person comes to tango for another reason and when you start doing that you create a different experience and once you have all that in mind marketing becomes a lot easier because then you know exactly to, to which kind of people you are talking to mm-hmm. we use the language that's focused on you know this kind of people that are looking for for a family kind of feeling Maybe some other, you know, another festival could be about fun. You know, let's have a festival where people will laugh more than any other festival. Mm-hmm. I would love to go there. You know, <laughs> if you think about that, then everything becomes a lot easier. Yeah. The bar, I mean, the choices of the food that you're going to have in the bar. Okay. Is there any kind of, you know, fun food? Something that people will see and they will laugh. Is mm-hmm. some kind of fun cups, you know, everything. Like the language that you will have when you start promoting the event. You know, you, you might want to just hire like a, a comedian, uh, somebody who knows how to write comedy, you know, and, and yeah. you ask them, everything becomes a lot easier. And for me, this is the problem with marketing most events. They don't have a differentiation point. It's yeah. just another marathon, another festival, another encuentro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I, did I answer your question? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that's, I think, uh, I, yeah, I definitely, I'll, I'll, I'll have to re- listen to this part of the podcast again and again and again until I get it. So yeah, no, it's, it's great because there's so many different people who, who listen to the, the podcast and I'm sure that, uh, you know, they'll be they'll definitely be interested in, in your insights there. Yeah. I, I can tell you something that sure. might make, make their lives a lot easier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel that it's our job to bring new people to tango. And we think we found a way to do that. And we think that, if it works, it will be the biggest marketing campaign for Tango ever made. Mm-hmm. Let, let me explain. Okay. Uh, at the moment, at the moment, we already crossed the ten thousand downloads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to stop for uh, for two to three weeks the promotion plan, so we can make sure that the new app is up, is running, is functioning. Um, and we also have almost two hundred communication partners. So a communication partner is, is a teacher, is an organizer. Uh, is a TJ, is a photographer, tango photographer, mm-hmm. professionals in the world of tango that they have a network, right? So they can communicate to their audience about the app. Um, 
And all those people, they will be able also to put in the app for free, their events, the classes, everything, everything there. So this is a free app, okay? So we have 200 communication partners, more than 10,000 downloads. The moment the new app launches, having another marketing campaign, it's going to grow a lot faster. We're going to get out of this linear growth that we have now. Uh, events start happening. Tango is coming back, right? So again, there are many reasons to accelerate uh, the growth. Um, so what's our plan? Maybe about June, July, if we continue like that, we're going to have about 40,000 downloads mm -hmm. and 400, 500 partners, all right? We thought of the following. We're going to create a video about one minute long, one minute, one minute and a half, mm -hmm. targeting all the people who know nothing about Tango. You know? mm -hmm. And what we want them at the end of the video is to be excited to go to the first Tango class. That's it, that's the whole purpose. You know, uh, The concept would be more or less, this is your life outside of Tango, and this is your life inside the Tango class. You know, Forgetting, letting go, laughing, socializing, mm -hmm. everything that the world needs right now, okay? Uh, and when the global situation allows it, what we're going to do is that we're going to send this video to all our partners, 400 partners, and we tell them, send it to all your network. Through the app, with a little bit of gamification, we can send it to all the users. Mm -hmm. And then we can tell to everyone, share it on Facebook, all right? Mm -hmm. So suddenly you have you know, 40,000 people from the app. I don't know how many from the partners, right? Altogether, mm -hmm. maybe 20,000 people, 15, 20,000 people will actually share the video. I mean, how many other videos you have seen on Facebook being served, you know, served by right. 15, 20,000 people? Yeah. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, but now we already have this kind of distribution channel for this amazing piece of marketing content. All right. Mm -hmm. Which is the most difficult part. This is the difficult part is not to create, you know, great videos. I mean, right. you hire the right professionals, they will create a good video. Mm -hmm. um, the difficult part is to bring it in front of other people. Mm -hmm. And this way, everybody who sees the video you know on facebook they see it from a friend so i can tell you you know i saw the video that you posted where do you go for tango you know who's your teacher can we go together to the class because i don't feel comfortable going alone can you tell to the teacher i'm coming you know so yeah. i feel more at home the second thing that works for this campaign is that it's not advertisement you see it from a friend you mm -hmm. don't see this little icon you know facebook ad no, it's, it's right. a friend of yours that's saying, which is even better. The third part is that if it works, two months later, we can create another video and do the same thing again. Mm -hmm. Again, the video is not difficult. The difficult is the distribution, right. the channel. Now we have it, all right? Through the app, we have it. Um, and you can keep every like two or three months creating another video, having a global marketing campaign, global marketing campaign every time. Mm -hmm. And then you can start targeting, you know, you can create a video to attract different demographics, right? Mm -hmm. So you can talk the language of each, you know, each demographic. And uh, for me, this can easily be a, uh, something that unifies the world of tango because all the professionals, they have a reason to share. Mm -hmm. All the people who love tango and they want to bring more people to tango, they have a reason to share, okay? Mm -hmm. So on the one side, we can bring more people to tango with a structure that is repetitive. It's easy, we can keep optimizing. And with the app, we can keep improving the experience of the people who dance tango, mm -hmm. right? So you have quantity and you have quality. You put that together, uh, taking into account that it's the perfect timing, you can have an explosive, uh, explosive results. I mean, it's, you know, the whole world is looking for more connection, right. for more you know, embrace, human touch, mm -hmm. socializing, traveling. That's what we are looking now. So 
Right. It's not, it's not difficult from a marketing perspective. The only thing we need to do is to tell them, you know, what you're already looking for. Mm-hmm. Its name is Tango. You're yeah. looking for Tango. You didn't know. It's okay. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. All right. Yeah. And then, you know, you hug and then you let go. They will come. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And so, especially after COVID, so many people are looking for something. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if that works, Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that none of the tango professionals will have to worry about the marketing. Yeah, we bring the we bring the new people, mm-hmm. and then the only thing you need to do is to put your offers, your events, everything in the app. The yeah. people of tango will be in the app. We bring it's our job to bring them there to bring them in the app. Your job is to create a valuable offer. Your job mm-hmm. is to create a great event. You know, your job is to create an event with a concept, and you put. We are going to put in front of the right people. You are going to focus on what you are good at, organizing, teaching, performing, and we're going to focus on what we are good at, marketing. Nice, nice. Yeah, Dimitri, sounds like a great plan. And yeah, really excited, excited to, to see that come about. Yeah. So you yourself, Dimitris, you're living in, in Portugal. You're originally from Greece though, right? I'm half Greek, half German, but I was living oh, how, in Greece. Okay, okay, interesting. So how many languages do you speak? Uh, Portuguese, English, and, uh, and, and Greek. Unfortunately, okay. I never I never learned German. Okay, <laughs> my my wife's from Germany, so um, yeah. So I, I took German when I was little. I'm starting to practice more with my son and my wife. And yeah, I speak Spanish. I actually studied in Spain and in Cadiz in the south, so it wasn't too far from the Portuguese border. But I didn't have a chance to go to Portugal yet. So hopefully someday I'll be able to to go out there. Well, if you ever come, we are here. Yeah, definitely <laughs> be be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, how is, uh, uh, so how long you been in, in Portugal for? Eight years. Eight okay. years. I came here. I will tell you the first day that I arrived to Portugal, I was, I came for studies. I came for a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, uh, I didn't really like my master's degree. I just, mm-hmm. I didn't have any money and it was a master's degree that had scholarship. So I was like, that's good oh. enough for me. <laughs> it, you know, it allows me to travel mm-hmm. because at that moment, I was—I mean, I, I was literally broke, and I—I was—I was going on Google. You know, I was taking this little yellow creature that you have there. Yeah. And I was just throwing it, you know, in the middle of Paris, in the middle of Berlin, and I was like traveling this way. And when I found the scholarship, I was like, okay, let's go. It's a scholarship. Mm-hmm. I will go. I will study in uh, in uh, in Portugal. And I arrived here, and the first night there was a milonga. Uh, it was an open space milonga, so you could dance and you could see the river in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was. 24 years old mm-hmm. i was first time living alone in a new city i was going to milong at night i told i i danced with some you know some people there and then they took me you know after the milong and they saw me different places of the city mm-hmm. and i felt this feeling that you know i fell in love with the city i felt you know embraced by the tango community and at the end of my first night i was like you know I will never leave Lisbon. I will say, well, not Lisbon, <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. I will never leave Portugal. Um, yeah, and, and that's mm-hmm. it. And then I stayed there. I met more people from the town community. It's a very nice community. It's very small, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way smaller than the community in Spain, for example, or France, and definitely uh, definitely a lot smaller than Germany. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a loving community, which is nice. nice. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great. Well, Demetrius, I feel we could talk all day about Tango. I'm really glad again that we connected. So where can people find out more about you online? Well, I'm like I'm the only Demetrius Bronowski in the world. So if you put Demetrius Bronowski out there, it will be. But I mean, uh, you, you can find the, the app in tangopartner.com. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, you can just write Tango Partner on Google. We appear first, second, and third. Mm -hmm. uh, we do our job correctly there. Mm -hmm. uh, for Tangofulness, you just write tangofulness.com. You can find mm -hmm. it, tangotipsbythemaestros.com, the same thing. If you want to talk directly with me, just go on Facebook, Dimitris Bronowski. And even better, uh, in a while, you will be able to go to the app. You will be able to type my name. And you will be able to connect directly with me there as well. Nice. Uh, I love connecting with people of Tango because it's basically those people who help us understand how we can develop a better app, how we can create better books. Um, it's, I think it's the first time in the Tango history where we have both the budget and the technology to mm -hmm. start uh, creating better solutions. So yeah. if any of the, of the listeners, they have you know, something that they don't like in the world of Tango, and they're like, you know what? I think this could be different, all right? I will be more than happy if I receive this message. And if we can find a way to make the, the lives of people better, I mean, this is what life is for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Demetrius, thanks so much. We will have the links to uh, your book and your Facebook. I'll put that all in the show notes so people will be able to look up you, the books, and the app. Uh, so I encourage you all to download it. Um, I've downloaded it, and I think some of my friends have as well. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to updates and uh, yeah, getting staying connected, especially after COVID. I mean, people are going to be really wanting uh, to connect and to have a great experience like Tango, which is the, the place to be. So, all right. Once again, Demetrius, thanks so much. And yeah, we'll keep in touch. Perfect. Thank you so much, Joe. Okay. That was Demetrius Bronowski. It was really fun talking to him. Now I've downloaded the Tango Partner app and I really encourage you to do the same. There will be some exciting updates coming and this app will have the potential to make our Tango lives even more exciting and rewarding, especially as the world slowly starts opening up again. We talked about a lot of stuff, but I really liked what Demetrius said about letting go. Of course, Tango involves discipline and effort, but at the end of the day, if we want a dance to go well, we cannot insist on being in total control. We cannot make ourselves responsible for everything that happens. We make a contribution, we put forth our best effort, and we have to give our partners the space to do the same. And Demetrius illustrates this point when he handed off his book, Tanglefulness, to be translated. Now, translation can be a very tricky business. Words don't always uh, translate perfectly from one language to another. But instead of being a control freak, Demetrius trusted his translators to be able to interpret his points and meanings in another language. He let go, and the result was very positive. And I really appreciated Demetrius' point about approaching Tango with a giving attitude, that when you utilize your Tango skills and knowledge for the benefit of your partner, you're not draining yourself or losing anything. Instead, you actually come away with a more fulfilling experience. So thank you again, Demetrius, for sharing your thoughts, for your time, and for all it is you do for us Tango dancers. Again, links to Demetrius's books and the Tango Partner app are in the show notes. Please check them out. And as always, a huge thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a second to give it a five-star rating and review on iTunes or whatever platform you're using. That really helps. Thanks for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.